Hello and welcome to this episode of the Art and Design of Sci-Fi and Fantasy, Mystery and Horror. Today I speak with actor Sean Ashmore, who's probably uh, most well-known to comic book and sci-fi fans as Iceman in the X-Men film series. So we talk about how he got into acting, uh, some of his, uh, some of the things that's, that have inspired him, TV shows, movies, uh, stuff he's read, stuff he's into. Uh, we talk about uh, how he approaches acting and uh, other very interesting things. All right. Well, thank you and enjoy. I'm here at Shorely 40 with actor Sean Ashmore. Thank you for speaking with me. Yeah, of course. So first I'd like to ask, how did you get into all this, into this business? Um, well, I started acting uh, along with my twin brother when we were kids, uh, just as, you know, just for fun. It was a hobby. Mm-hmm. Uh we, we sang in a choir when we were kids, and we did some community theater, and then we started, we auditioned for a commercial, and started doing commercials, and then TV movies, and then just kind of kept going. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was all just sort of from, you know, a pastime, a hobby, something we enjoyed doing, and, and at a certain point, I was around 14, I think, and I decided, like, I think maybe I'd like to kind of pursue this and, and take it seriously, and, uh, and, and I did, and, uh, you know, I'm turning 39 this year, and I'm still doing it, so I feel really lucky. Okay, so where was at what point did you feel like you said like around fourteen you decided I'm yeah. gonna do this? Where did you feel like wow I really have made it? Uh, Just, you know, however you define yeah, that. I I still don't really feel that way, even okay. though I, I I realize that uh, as a, as a working actor, I mean I'm, I'm part of the like one percent that actually gets to make a living mm-hmm. as as an actor. There's so many people that are they're doing it, and it's uh, it's such a competitive field. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm constantly striving to do better. I don't. I don't feel like oh I've made it I can like now I'm satisfied I think I'm always striving to to just accomplish more to try different things to branch out so uh, I do feel like I'm happy with where I'm at but I feel like I'm also constantly pushing and try to you know improve my abilities uh, you know branch out from the kind of characters that I played before and just try to keep it interesting for myself mm-hmm. so now uh, how do you approach the acting process or rehearsal mm-hmm. is there something special you do oh or? um First and foremost, like it starts with the script, uh, you know, the written word. If it's if it, a lot of the work, if, if it's a well-written script and a good character, a lot of the work is done for you, mm-hmm. uh, if that makes sense. And also, yeah. it's about like I, I also realize that I can't play every character. You know what I mean? Like it's you know, some actors are so diverse that they can really just tackle anything. And, and but I feel like you know I have limitations. And I understand those, and I'm constantly trying to push them. Mm-hmm. But I also just pay attention to what's on the page, the kind of role, and if I feel like I'm right for it. And then mm-hmm. as far as approach. I just like to break down the script. I like to make a personal history for the character. You know, often a lot of that's not on the page, and so you go back and like create a create a history, a family life, uh, education, whatever. Like start creating uh, a backstory basically for the character. Um, I also use music a lot to inspire um, uh, inspire me in roles and stuff like that. Sometimes I find. Uh, find music that I f- that I feel like creates a tone or an energy uh, emotionally that I'm that I'm trying to get uh, get into for the character. So mm-hmm. you know I'll use certain artists or music or songs to sort of like help me put put me in a mood uh, to, to, for the character. Mm-hmm. Costume I think is a big deal too. I mean if, especially if I'm playing like you know an officer of like anybody like that wears a uniform. If you get a uniform and a, and a and a holster on and stuff like that, it really you can really start to. 
put the pieces together for me anyways mm-hmm. so uh, all of those things are important and everybody has a different process mm-hmm. but those are some of the things I like I also enjoy roles where there's a certain skill set required like th- during preparation I, like I played a, uh, uh, an EMT and I went on ride-alongs for a bunch of nights with uh, with ambulance drivers and like that really sort of pulled me into that world mm-hmm. saw some things I wish I hadn't seen but like that's just kind of what you know what they, they go through and so um, stuff like that I find interesting and, and also stuff that I would never do in real life yeah. if it wasn't preparing for something it's like a slice of life that I that I've never experienced so that's kind of interesting too it helps me pull me into a role are there any uh, roles as far as the costumes and props and sets you use that really stood out that really maybe affected you or really yeah um all the, well, I mean, all the X Men stuff, obviously, because you're wearing like a superhero suit, yeah. you know, these like leather costumes uh-huh. uh, that they spend months uh, forming and fitting and making for you. I mean, it's a, it's a huge process uh, designing those costumes so that they fit properly. So that if you put something like that on, you automatically are like brought into that. Um, uh-huh. I also played a role uh, a guy named Terry Fox, who uh, most Americans don't know him, but I grew up in Canada, and he's like a, a national hero. He's a young guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, who lost his uh, leg to cancer and he got an artificial leg and then ran across the country to raise uh, awareness and money for cancer research. This is in the 70s, late 70s. Okay. And he's, um, yeah, like an icon up in Canada. Uh, And I played him in in a film and... Um, he wore uh, this t-shirt and pair of running shorts and it's like it's burned into my memory because we used to do the Terry Fox run every year to raise money for cancer research at school mm-hmm. and so you'd see these images with uh, of him and uh, so I, I had to wear that for this role and that I mean uh, I, I just putting it on made me emotional because I just had such a, a memory of him as a kid he was a personal hero of mine I got the chance to portray him and it just it was like iconography in Canada you know he's, he's on um, uh uh, our uh, one dollar coin, some like you know what I mean. So he's just yeah. he's such a big deal, and uh, yeah. so that imagery and that the clothes that he wore were such a big part of, of me growing up. That wearing something like that just transported me to that to that role to that character. So I guess that was there was a lot of outdoor scenes there. Yeah, running a ton. <laughs> yeah. Are you an outdoors guy? Uh, you... I honestly I, I enjoy the outdoors. I wouldn't consider myself like the most outdoorsy, but um, but I mean I, I do love nature. I love getting away and stuff like that. But I I. I grew up in the city, so I feel like I'm a city guy. Mm-hmm. But I do love to escape every once in a while. And in California, I love going out to the desert. Okay. Um, you know, it's quiet, peaceful, beautiful skies, stuff like that. Yeah. So you had mentioned on the panel that you had been an X-Men or X-Men reader yeah. before you got the role. Yeah. Um, when you were in the movies, did you feel like you had entered the comic book world, or did it feel like, well, this is just a movie set? And, you know. Yeah, it felt... It didn't feel... I mean, the, 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 the great thing about being a part of... Um, a genre or a property that you're into is that you get to be a living part of this ever-changing storytelling that's happening. Yeah. The bad thing is that you're so involved that it's hard to get lost in it. You know, okay. it, some of the magic is taken away because you're, you're, it's your, you see behind the curtain. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, it definitely felt like a film, but there were moments where, like, the first time I saw uh, uh, Patrick Stewart, like, in the wheelchair with the suit that she had, I was like, in the mansion, I was like, this, you know, you get little chills. Like, this is, this property coming to life um, on, and then on the other side of it though it's very technical a lot of it so you sort of feel like a lot of the magic is, is removed until you sit and watch the movie for the first time yeah. and all the effects are done and the sound is perfect and the music and, and that really with the X-Men films I've found that the first time I've watched each one uh-huh. I've really been transported I've been able to like 
suspend my disbelief and really enjoy the experience, which is cool. Was there, with the movies, was there a point that you saw someone in costume or something on set that you were just like blown away by that just like really shocked you? Yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of, on X1, a, a lot of stuff. I mean, again, uh, uh, Patrick as, uh, as uh, Professor Xavier, right. uh, Hallie as Storm, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the white wig, uh, Hugh, I mean, everybody. Like, they, I, I, feel, I felt like they did a really, really great job embodying the characters um, you know and again it's, it's, it's an adaptation so there's it's, it was not necessarily perfect but I think performance wise and the look and the costumes and all that really sort of transported me so seeing all of them together for the first time in a scene I was like whoa this is really cool this is, this is happening it's real yeah so how about um, actors or directors that inspired your work mm, um, well uh, I I I don't know about directly have inspired me, like emulating a director or an actor, but there are films and things that that uh, change the way that I look at at filmmaking and, and, and storytelling. Like, there's, I think actually, I think the movie that really made me want to be an actor and it was Stand by Me. I don't know if you remember oh, that yeah. because I was yeah. that age. I watched that film uh-huh. at the age those characters were, yeah. and I was like, wow, these. And I, I understood that it was a film, but I was like, these kids get to portray these characters that I love so much and so I was like oh it's doable like these are young people doing telling a story that's amazing and I I grew up reading a lot so I was my head was always in books was always in stuff like that so to me it was just a logical step to be like oh if I want to tell stories I'm not necessarily the best writer but maybe I could be an actor so that was something like that but I also love classic films Lawrence of Arabia is one of my favorite films The Good, The Bad, The Ugly Um, yeah and then I love classic horror films as well. So uh, things like that like molded me and really, um, you know, transport. It's magic. It's movie magic, as they say. And like yeah. that's those sort of films to me last uh, have, have like tr- um, they they last a long time in my in my memory. And they're they're epic. The scale is epic. The storytelling is epic. And they're different genres too. Like I'm not like I only like westerns or I only like dramas or I only like horror films or I only like sci-fi. I'm I'm a fan of storytelling and great characters in general. So any time that I can watch a film and walk away, you know, again, Lawrence Arabia I think is one of the perfect movies. For, it's a perfect movie for me because it's epic in scale. It's this huge story, but really it's just about the quirkiness and 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 the the, the drama of this one man's life. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. what it is. And and Peter O'Toole's performance is out of this world and yeah. uh, so complex and weird and bizarre and interesting. You know, so it's stuff like that um, just really made me fall in love with with storytelling even more than I had been as a reader, um, and definitely made me see film as as uh, a, a, a beautiful medium. You know, and there's a lot of sh- crappy films too. You know, and I've been a part of some of those. You know, but it's uh, but it's the joy of like embarking on a story and hoping you'll affect somebody. And even some of the stuff that I wasn't the most proud of, yeah. I, I I always run into somebody who they're like, I love that. I love that character. I love that film and so even if sometimes what what I wanted to achieve with the film I didn't necessarily achieve and sometimes with a performance and I feel let down by it because I couldn't do what I wanted to do mm-hmm. there's still people out there that enjoy it and uh, that's kind of a cool thing yeah so as far as uh, sci-fi fantasy and comic books having grown up in Canada is there anything you like that maybe people aren't familiar with I don't know I felt like I, I watched or I, like I read a lot of mainstream stuff like it was mostly Marvel uh, image, Valiant, like that stuff. So uh, I don't know that there's any secret Canadian uh, genre stuff that I know about that nobody else does, to be okay. honest. Okay. 
um, when you were young? Was there a tech device or superpower that you really wanted? A tool. Um, well, to this day, I still want like a transporter. Ah, yeah. I hate to fly. I'm not scared to fly. I just hate spending the time. I hate airports. I hate the whole process. So if I yeah. could just like beam me up and send me home tonight, I would be so happy. So that's yeah. that would be cool. Um, and I did watch a lot of uh, Next Gen. So you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, so definitely a transporter would be cool, yeah. and um, a replicator too. Oh, As a kid, yeah. I was always like, imagine being able to get whatever you wanted, whenever you wanted. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. The so. Star Trek thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people say Nightcrawler for the transporter. Teleportation. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be good. That that would be good. <laughs> Except though, a Nightcrawler, I feel like you can't. There's there's danger to his to his ability because you get stuck in a wall or whatever. So yeah. that would have to be a, a well a well planned out uh, super ability. So do you have any big projects that you'd love to see, sink your teeth into um, in the future? You know, I, I want to uh, get more involved in making my own stuff, and I'm I'm starting to develop and write some of my own projects. Oh, okay. I have one. I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to put it out there yet. But it's it's science fiction related, I'll say. Okay. And um, yeah, I just want to be. I want to start telling my own stories and, and getting more involved with that. Um, mostly because there's a lot of stuff out there that I see get made that I'm that I'm not necessarily a fan of. You know, it's like, oh, that's cool, but it's not for me. I, I you know, I want to tell stories that, that, are, that I'm into, and hopefully that passion uh, will 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 translate to, to people out there that, that want to you know take a chance on a storytelling. So um, online, do you have a big social media presence? Is there someplace uh, people can? Yeah, I mean, I mean, on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. I don't yeah. use it a ton unless I'm working. It's not like a personal thing for me. It's like if I'm on set, I'll take pictures and share that just to just to show the my experience on set and stuff like that. So I am, I do use them, but not that often, really. Okay, that's all the questions I have. You awesome. have any final words? Or? No, no. Thanks for the talk, man. That was good. Okay, so questions. Appreciate Thank you. It. Yeah. Good talking to you. You too. Thank you for listening. One of the best ways in which you can provide feedback for this podcast is to rate me on iTunes. Uh, Please give me a good rating if you like this, or uh, feel free to give me a bad rating if you didn't, and I'll use that feedback to hopefully make this a better podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram under Chris Alvarez Sci-Fi, on Facebook under Chris Alvarez WLC, on YouTube under Chris Alvarez WLC and on Twitter under Chris Alvarez WLC. You can also get more information on my website, chrisalvarez.com. Please remember my name, Chris, does not have an H. So it's C R I S A L V A R E Z.com. Thanks for listening, and keep imagining the future.